0: It's time for the Supercoach Professionals
1: Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Moldog Molinaroli.
0: Yeah, it is a special off season edition of the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. NRL Draw announced last week. We've had a heap. Of, um, player movements as well um, as this off-season's gone on, so we thought, why not, you know, Christmas is around the corner, but not here just yet, maybe a good time to get a podcast out of the way, of course, the whole team with us for this off-season podcast, uh, Ryan MS, how are you, mate? Good, mate, how are you? Good, good, and uh, Peter Hanscom with us also, how are you, Pete?
2: Yeah, good, thanks, Paul, oh, how
0: are you? Very good, and uh, Andrew Mulder, well and how are you, mate?
1: Good mate, Uh, looking forward to talking some footy the uh, cricket's getting me a bit depressed
0: Yeah, yeah, we finally did have a win and of course I am uh, Paul Grazadka or Pulley G and uh, you know, we haven't done this for a while so let's have a look first at the draw I guess and um, we've managed to sort of analyse uh, from a super coach perspective looking on last year's stats uh, who's got the easiest start um, and the toughest start those first five rounds, all important first five rounds, I mean they are important for clubs, but with a top eight, you know, they can make it up. But super coach wise a poor start, and especially if you're gunning for, um, you know, a top 100 finish or, or, or maybe even better, you're pretty much out of the game. So these these um, things are pretty critical uh, to look at. Last year, the Broncos actually uh, came out with the best um, first five rounds from a super coach perspective as far as oppositions, um, you know, giving up points. And we all remember how Anthony Milford started. So this is interesting to look at. The Panthers actually have the easiest uh, schedule based upon these stats. The Dragons, Tigers, Roosters, Knights, and Storm are their first five games. Obviously, the Storm, they're the toughest team. Um, They were the toughest team last year to to go against Supercoach-wise. But besides that, a lot of easier ones. Maybe, Andrew, you're looking at the Roosters improving a lot out of those five teams uh, defensively to sort of stop some of those points. But still, the high-flying Panthers they did—they did finish very well end of end of, end of 2016, and uh, I think you could probably trust a lot of those um, studs again leading into 2017.
1: Oh, for sure. With um, you know, last year or this year, sorry, this season they were a bit of an unknown, but uh, they they came on to be super coach studs, and and now with a more favourable draw, I guess they could uh, you could really. Set up your season with with someone like a Cleary, you know, set, setting him as your halfback for the whole season. Someone like that, you know, it could be like the new Thurston, almost, with the um just setting and forgetting kind of thing, um if that's what you, your your tactic is. Yeah, it'd be interesting. <clears throat> Moyle and Cartwright, Cleary.
0: You know, there's a lot of those big names there that are pretty consistent, you know, um, getting those big numbers. Um, an interesting one will be the Roosters. There they've got the second easiest to schedule the first five rounds, Titans, Bulldogs, Panthers, Rabbitohs, and Manly. Ryan, I suppose some of those teams may be on the improve from last year, even though the Dogs made the eight. They probably weren't at their usual. Rabbitohs, obviously, were poor. Manly, you know, they're rebuilding. But um, Roosters themselves, you know, looking for a bounce-back year, um can you trust anyone there well look i think you can trust
3: um guys like Cordner, um ria Hargraves, uh who seems to um you know just keep producing so i think that they're definitely on the improve, you know, on the improve <laughs> however like i think they'll be locking everyone up over the off season just to make sure um <laughs> with them um, very good yeah <laughs> yeah with um yeah look i think that they're due for a much better year. I don't know how much better, but that start, um, Supercoach-wise, will definitely have you looking.
0: Um, and I think I think more at the forwards um, for the Roosters. The other one is the Warriors, the enigma that is. And we know usually they start slow and origin period's their time to shine. But when you've got the Knights in round one, midly the Storm next, but then Dogs, Dragons, Titans... Looks pretty favourable, Pete, but our new coach, you know, it's something, you know, if we've sort of been discussing a bit over this off season, sort of personally, um, can can they, is, is it finally going to be their time or is it just something
2: we're always going to talk about and never actually happen? You got the last bit right, I think. It's, um, <laughs> I, you just can't, uh, like they say in racing parlance, with the Warriors, you take on trust. I, you know, each year we, as you say, we wait for them to do well, but it just, doesn't happen. Kieran Foran's going over there. Great player that he is. He's got a clouded history. You just don't know whether it's going to go well for him over there. Um Kearney, his record with New Zealand, yeah, it's great, but um he hasn't got the New Zealand team there at the Warriors. Um and it's a it's a full season, much like he had at Parramatta. So I don't know, like you Blake like Sean Johnson and you'd be interesting, you'd have to wait to see how well Tua Barsashek comes back from injury. Um so, because he had that terrible cruciate uh, injury last year. I, I don't know. I think I'd be steering clear of the Warriors at the moment. I, I just can't trust them.
0: All right. Well, let's look at the toughest right. schedule. And we mentioned Brisbane uh, earlier because they were the, the easiest one last year, but they've got the toughest this year. Um, the Sharks, you know, it's going to be very tough. The Premier's round one. The Cowboys, the year before's Premier's in round two. The Storm in round three. Then the Raiders, who were awesome you know, for most of 2016 in round four. And then the Bulldogs, who aren't the worst team, you know, they're sort of middle of the pack, super uh, coach-wise giving up points as well. So very, very tough air, Drew. And, you know, we've got Benji Marshall going there. We've got Anthony Milford, um, you know, up and down last year. A lot of other sort of question marks, super coach-wise. Does this really put you off, Brisbane?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, the saving grace they have is is a consistent draw. It's either a Thursday or a Friday night, so yeah. that's that's in their favour. But yeah, you're right. I mean, with with someone like uh, Corey Parker leaving, you know, that it's it it does put a question mark over who can you take from from the Broncos, especially with that draw. It, it you know, there's no real standouts there at, um, that um that are really screaming mm-hmm. out at you at the start of the season, and I mean. Like you said, Milford had a great start of the year last year, but it's different opposition, and yeah, it's going to be tougher to get some points against those uh, those five teams. So, like I said, no no one's really screaming out, out at me um, for the for the Broncos. One and two, uh, maybe avoid.
0: Let's look at the buys now, and then interesting to look at you know buys over origin, all of that. And once again, it's it's the eels and the Rabbitohs. The eels come out best in our sort of, uh, the way we look at it, their first buy round isn't until round 16, they have no buyers in Origin, round 19 their other one, the Rabbitohs also no buyers in Origin, but their first is in round 13 a little earlier, but obviously those two teams if you can find some gold there, you're probably looking to them, the Sharks, um, their first buy is round 13, so not Origin, and then their second in Round 18, so quite a while there. And I guess, Ryan, when you look at these first two teams, um, Eels and Rabbitohs, not the greatest super Coach sort of options, but then the Sharks, you might start thinking, well, maybe I can find something there instead.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, I think the main one with the Sharks that stands out um, like a beacon really is Gallen, um, being that he's not going to be involved in origin. So he's going to play every game that they have through that period, um, you know, fitness pending and all that. But um, I think that he's, um, yeah, he's a, well, we've seen he's a consistent performer, not necessarily, you know, huge points after huge points rounds, but very, very consistent. And I think he's probably a guy that you can target. He's going to be expensive, but you may not need to swap him out for the whole year. He's going to be one of those guys that perhaps just sits there and, you know, he's... He's really going to be one of those guys that peaks then, then drops off. I think he's just going to be that guy that builds and, you know, holds holds that um holds that points line for the rest of the year. Yeah,
0: if you're trusting him, you probably, you know, um, not to sort of drop off because of age, you're probably picking him from round one. I mean, it isn't the easiest start, Broncos and then Raiders, but then you've got Dragons, Eels, Knights, the next three, so it does taper off and then that buy those buy rounds and then he's not playing Origin. I think he's a, yeah. a good winner. Um, a couple of other teams we should mention, Bulldogs and Roosters, they've got a buy in round 15 and then again in round 19, the week after the last Origin. So there'll be four teams on buy in round 19. So you've still, you can get caught in that trap in round 19 thinking, well, Origin's over. Oh, wait, I'm still only struggling to find 17 players taking the the field out of my 25 because of the 4 on buy, so we don't rank them as high as obviously with, with in the Sharks scenario where their buy is round 13 and 18, but you know not first one, not till round 15 plenty of time to sort of make those trades if you're picking up Bulldogs and Roosters players that aren't involved in Origin, and the Storm uh, another one with a buy in round 19, but their first one in round 12, so you're getting hit earlier by them, but Pete um, adding those three teams to the mix of the others, is, is there a standout? Is, you know, as Ryan said, is it the Sharks or is it one of those those other other three?
2: Um, yeah, the Sharks look good, as you said. Uh, mentioned about Gal, and he's the obvious one there. Um, for the Rabbitohs, in terms of their uh, buys, you would, I think, you know, Sam Vettius is the obvious one. Like last year was a bit of an aberration for the Bunnies. So I think they are there. About to see the end. so I'll be looking at um, as a special uh, for the Rose. But Neil, Um they're a tricky team as to what's going to happen with them this year. With you know, they played on so much passion and so on this year, and just whether that's going to continue, um, have that consistency is a bit of a tricky one either. I, think I might still be, be, a bit of a way and see with Parramatta.
0: Yeah, issue, issues with Parramatta just not getting any consistency. Oh, any standout super-catch-wise. Um, the Rabbitohs may have a bounce-back a bounce year. I want to just put three final teams in, mm. and I want to throw a bit of a curveball question to you, Andrew, in regards to that. I mean, you've got Brisbane, Canberra and the Warriors. Yes, buys in round 15 and 18 origin weeks. So, you know, you don't want to get stuck with too many of those players through the, the meat of the origin season. But, but they're not playing. They will be good for you for round 12. Do you go the other way and say well i'm not I'm, I'm not going to overthink origin um, instead i'll just you know get a reasonable good team for my beginning, obviously you need as strong as you can get and round twelve, keeping an eye on that, and then cop copper hit one of the origin weeks instead
1: well I mean tricky question because i didn't overthink origin this year and it cost me it really did cost me so i mean you need you need a strategy and like i said you, you need to think about you need to field a, a strong team you need to you need to get as many players on the field as possible if you want to actually get up there in the in the rankings cuz you know everyone else does so if that's what you want to do if you want to overachieve in, in the in the overall league then then you need to, you need to plan for it and if it does you know, cost you a trade here and there. As long as you've got the, as long as you've got a plan. You know, uh, you, you, like I said, you just need you need players on the field. And and like I said, it cost me this year. The um, the plan's important, isn't it? If you're going to go, okay, I'm going to drop a
0: week. You need to know that from round one. You can't sort of right. go halfway through round six, round seven, and go, oh, I haven't really haven't really thought this uh, origin through. I guess you know, I, I might have to. To cop a cop a bad week here somewhere along the line, it might even be too late, whereas if you know going in well round fifteen i 'm just going to let it lie because I really like certain players that are that are going to have a buy on round fifteen or certain teams i 'm kind of loading up there. you might get away with it you might have enough going for you uh, leading into that point, but you need to make that strategy
1: before round yeah, one. even if yeah, even if you even if you start off doing you know like starting off doing you know four week plans that that'll get you through to the twelfth round you know so you, at least you can you know plan your four weeks in you know in three times and yeah think, things like that it's just trying to organise your season a bit better than than just going okay it's Origin now then I've got to make some tough calls and you know sometimes people get picked and then some you know you just got you just need to plan it out.
0: There's certain players for those teams we've mentioned that you can use as deal, you know, tiebreakers. You can use these, you know, these teams as tiebreakers if you think two players equal standard or one's got a better buyer draw or vice yeah, versa. that's right. All right, let's um, look on to our other main topic for tonight's show and that is the uh, gains and losses or player movements. And I guess um, we'll just be looking at those key gains, really. Um, Brisbane Broncos, Benji Marshall, you know, we don't know what to expect there. Taltai Moga, we kind of liked going into last year. Um, better opportunity at Brisbane. The outside backs is kind of in disarray. Jack Jack Reed retiring, um, you know, on the back of Hodges the year before. Maybe there's an opportunity for him. Um, and Ryan, the other one, I guess, uh, in, in as in part part of the losses, Corey Parker retiring. So, you know, will we see someone take over that role specifically and therefore he's super coach value? Um, Look,
3: I think the only person who can do those kind of numbers is the guy who's also very inconsistent in Milford. Um, You saw how good he could be be last year and uh, we discussed previously that it could have been, you know, a good super coach draw early on. Um, but look he, he did have those up and down games where one week he'd be um he'd score six and the next week he'd be back up in the, you know, sixties or seventies and stuff like that. Um, I think he's the only guy who can really do that. Um I'm not sure if he'll take over the goal kicking or not. If he does though well, that's obviously another string of the bow for him. Um, and also, yeah, another reason why you might think about including him in your in your squad. The
0: the other guy and I know You know, as said about Brisbane, you know, maybe steer clear, but I'd be keeping a very close watch on Josh McGuire because if anyone's going to play that Parker role, move maybe even to thirteen, he seems to fit the bill more than probably the other players that are currently there. Yeah, absolutely. His work
3: rate is pretty good. Um, Yeah, I just yeah don't know if you can really
0: um, try and emulate. Corey Parker, no, no more CP13, and that's a. That's I have
1: a, heard guys that um the this Joyero that he's cut from the same cloth as Corey Parker. I've heard raps on him like that, so he could be someone to keep an eye on.
0: He'll be, I would assume, he'll be reasonably priced unless they you know go ahead and manually up his cost, his his salary. They couldn't, know, could they? <laughs> They've done it before. Um, but it would be, a, it'd be really disappointing because, you know, it's done on the algorithms, etc. And the reality is he had a couple of good games, he's shown a lot, but Supercoach points, he didn't do that much last year, so he should be cheap. And he cheap, should be cheap that's right. you know, means that he could be worth a shot. Um, let's look at Canberra now. Look, no real changes, Pete. I guess the only one that's worth mentioning is the fact that Junior Paula, who went there mid-season, really his role was a lot less than what he was doing at the Eels, where he was super coach relevant, particularly, I guess, because of their bye rounds last year. But still, he was putting up decent numbers and he went to the Raiders and didn't get the same minutes. Do you think that could get back, he could get back to that Parramatta workload now that, you know, full off season with the Raiders?
2: Yeah, I think so. Like, he's had a... You know, like he's, he's only been at the Raiders for half the season and the Raiders are going pretty well, if you remember, when he actually went down there. So it was harder for him to uh, to break into the, in the starting team there. Um, and, yeah, with a full off-season behind him, I think he, he'll turn out a little bit fitter uh, next year. And, yeah, I think he'll be around to go and getting the, the really big points again. He's, he's a great um, eater of metres. Um, and, yeah, he's a... He's a pretty much a must for Supercoach, I think. I think the Raiders will be will be doing very well next year, and I think he'll feed off the back of that. He's going to be running. Uh, like We've got a great dummy half in Hodgson, and, yeah, I can see him uh, eating a lot of meat. He's uh, from passes from Hodgson, and, yeah, I think he's uh, he'll be great for them uh, next year in Supercoach.
0: Yeah, some of these teams we're talking about today, not a lot of changes, you know, but who ne- they don't need a lot of changes, I guess, that they have been going well, and of course, when those prices do come out early 2017, we'll start our pre-season shows, we'll go through all the players, not just the ones sort of coming and going. Um, speaking of going from the Raiders, Canterbury pick up Brenco Lee, Andrew, he did have some big day outs, if you'd picked him up and playing him in daily leagues at various points last year, um, when he was with the Raiders there, um, I guess... Maybe you're looking at a Curtis Rona-type role. He's obviously leaving the dogs, Lee going there. You know, that's that's what you're hoping for, potentially, from him and some good supercoach numbers accordingly, if that happens?
1: I mean, you just got to look at the people inside, I, I think, and, and I'm not convinced of the, the Doggies' halves, so I'd steer clear of anyone from the three-quarter line for the Doggies. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, uh, I think that... <laughs> day there Brinko scored four tries or three tries then he got dropped to the bench the next week because uh, Edric Lear was coming back yeah, in yes. four yeah I mean tries. it's just because I mean he was playing outside of uh, uh, Croker Croker sorry yeah sorry brain fade there he was playing outside Croker and he scored yeah three tries and like I said I just don't I don't trust anyone in in, in Canterbury's back line uh, to, to feed him that kind of ball the interesting um
0: to See what what they do the following year because I think they've got to make a change there in the halves. Uh, you know, there's been rumours of him by moving to Hooker. They're going after they you know, went after Foran. They might go after Luke Brooks. It'll be interesting to see what what they do there. Uh, one of the other players um, Canterbury have released um, is Tony Williams. He's sort of the main pickup for Cronulla, although not really trusting him super coach wise. Um, but, but maybe he's at least on a watch list. But I again um we look at players that have left Cronulla, Ben Barber's been released, Ryan. Who do you think's gonna get that role? Valentine Holmes or or Jack Bird, the fullback position, because it could be a real a real winner, Super Coach Wise.
3: Yeah, look, I think it'll be Holmes. Um I think they've been kind of well, I think before um they picked up Barber, I think they're kind of grooming him for that role. And I think yeah, now's a good time for him. Um I think they'll keep um Bird- in the centers because he started to make it a little bit his own. And also it gets him... I mean, both guys can ball play, but I, I think um no discredit to um, Valentine, but I think uh, Bird is would be a better front-line defender. Um, and Valentine Holmes is pretty much a freak with the ball. So um, at the back, I think chiming in, he'd be the way to go.
0: And... Are you at all concerned I mean a lot of their attack went through Michael Ennis, he's obviously retired now. They didn't really pick up an alternative to Ennis. They've got that looks like they'll go with a combination of maybe Mortimer and and also Maniah Cherrington. unless, you know, they're gonna groom, you know, who knows, Farmona Brown, potentially, maybe. I don't know exactly what, you know, Flanagan will be thinking, Coach Flanagan. Is it gonna affect some of those other players that were putting up some really good numbers, especially that sort of back half of the year
3: I think it will because a lot of it got run um, by Ennis mm. um, they'll have to play one or two off instead of Ennis jumping out and then creating that um you know that meter gap between the play of the ball and then him where he can pass or kick from there, especially uh, you know close to the line and stuff like that um, so I think that will that will impact. How, I don't know, um, because
0: we don't know who's going to take over from him. Yeah, it'll be one that, again, we'll be talking about in those pre-season podcasts. Uh, Gold Coast, um, Kevin Proctor comes over, and then the big three that joined mid-year, Conrad Hurrell, Nathan Peets and Jared Hain. Pete Hayne was really probably slow out of the blocks, didn't really fire supercoach-wise, way too expensive. But now he's going to have an off-season under his belt. Can he bounce back to that um, form pre-the NFL where he he dominated super wise
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think he can. There's probably a little bit of um, interesting to be a fly on the wall up there, a little bit of the Titans, because there's been a bit of rumbling of of players having to leave, possibly leaving. Like Ryan James, there was doubts as to whether he was staying and going. And a couple of the outside backs that have been staples there for the the Titans have been sort of fighting for their position. But, uh, yeah, I would think that, um, yeah, with an season under his belt working up a bit of combination, the Titans don't forget they've got a young bloke called Kane Elgy coming back as well as having their halves that they had there last year. Um, so I think they'd be well suited, and I think that, uh, yeah, that Hayne will come into his own and you will really go back to the top of the circuit coach rankings once again.
0: Uh, Roosters, Knights... Eels, Cowboys, Warriors first five rounds, pretty enticing. Is anyone going to be playing or thinking of picking Hay to start their season?
1: Oh, and probably not. I, th- I think I might just go for someone a bit cheaper. I don't even know his price yet. I'm just predicting it's going to be a pretty big price. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm interested to know what his
0: price will be, but um, yeah, it's going to be hard on what we've seen recently to take him on, on trust, I guess he's a, to you used earlier. Um, yeah, well provided he, uh, yeah, provided he doesn't, um, go play another sport. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. You were talking about, uh, yeah, sorry. You were talking about, um, Holmes before, but yeah, he might not even be here, you know, <laughs> yeah. Holmes
0: and Tamalala, of course, yeah. You know, thinking about NFL, well, the seasons don't really match up. They go over there now and, you know, season's almost done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Manly. Um, a lot of interesting buys, super coach wise. Blake Green, Brian Kelly, Sean Lane, Curtis Sirinan and Akiya Uati. Look, some of these guys we've seen put up good points from inconsistent times like Sean Lane or Uarte, other ones like Blaine Green, lower ceiling, but you know, decent. And then you got Brian Kelly. I, I think you know, <sighs> The Gold Coast centre, they were devastated that he left, Andrew. Surely he's going to be on the cheap end. He's got to be. He hasn't played yet. Um, I guess he's the one we've really got to be talking about um, from Manly here.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure that he's going to get a gig, though, straight up. I mean, he, he's on the radar, but... And and like you said, he came highly on... Highly regarded. I think he plays uh, under-20s for New South Wales, so he's got a good pedigree, but I just don't think he's, he might be getting a gig straight up. Um, I am hearing that, I mean, like you said, Manly's got a... They've got a fairly mishmash group of players at the moment. But yeah, I've, a lot of I've, their three-quarter line is not going to be there from last year,
0: and it was already devastated. Right. So someone's going right. to so, a
1: shot. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I've heard Curtis Sirnan's been training the house down, and he... Oh, he kind of just fell off the radar, didn't he? And I, I, I honestly thought that he was had that, you know, Cartwright offload in him. So I'm not sure if he's worth looking at. I've heard great things about Frank Winterstein. He's come from rugby union. He's um, yeah. he's a big boy. I mean, don't quote me on it, but you know, he reminds me a little bit of Sonny Bill Williams. Like he's not, I'm not saying he <laughs> is, but you know, just his his build and the way he runs. And, and yeah, like I said before, Iwate, he was the the super coach winger to have a couple of years ago. So, I mean, there's some, the, there's some value if, you know, you, you, you keep your eyes out and keep an open mind, I guess. I, I think that they could actually do some damage in the year. They're
0: going to be one to watch. Even, you know, God forbid, Cherry Evans went down or they went another direction with playing some two halves. I know you're, you're hearing Cherry Evans is going to play a Thurston-like role. He yep. plays both sides of the ruck. But Cameron Cullen impressed in those few games he played for the gold Coast, so he 's so he 's family as well, so there 's opportunity even for him and time you know if, if he has to play a spot game here or there and, and he has the right price, you know you might you might be looking at him to make some money off him um, or in your daily leagues. They play the eels in round one, then the Rabbitohs, cowboys, Bulldogs, and the roosters, so on paper, probably not the easiest first five, but you look a bit deeper, and some of those teams at least last year were a little weak or weaker than usual, so you know, man, there's none of those five you say mainly are out of. Um, so, you know, it will be interesting. That, that start's going to be important um, for the Seagulls, how they go, and it's going to give us a gauge if, if
1: there's going to be some supercage gems in there as yeah, I think, well. I, I think um, three of them are at Brookie. The first first two are, then round four is as well. So they're, they're, they've got a home run at least. So yeah. that's
0: the um, good Pro- thing for them. Probably just the Cowboys away are the only real tough one yeah. there. The others are winnable. Um, Melbourne. Uh, Jerome Hughes, interesting buy from North Queensland. Um, I, you know, Interesting to see what he can do under Craig Bellamy. And of course, um, the, the West Tigers sort of uh, uh, winger. You know, Josh had a car going down there. Ryan, he was a mid-season super Coach Revelation, um, you know, for at least a few weeks. Good for your daily leagues as well. Um, we saw Suwilasi Vunavale doing really well coming on. Last year, so obviously the Melbourne wingers, Cora uh, you know, was already there, another ex-West Tiger, who's now off to rugby. Is there an even higher ceiling here for Raddokar than what we saw last year? There's a real possibility of it um, because Melbourne do like to get
3: it out um, wide and their wingers do do a lot of work. Um, a car is obviously will improve um, from what he was and being in the Melbourne system, everyone just seems to improve regardless. Uh, he's a, um, yeah, obviously everyone saw his pace last, last year. He's like prone to a few errors. So uh, you just never know. Um, but with Melbourne, you'd, you'd think that, yeah, he, he'd definitely improve and go up.
0: you, you tie break towards it, him achieving because he's, he's at Melbourne. That, and I think a lot of people will Absolutely. be in that boat. And again, that mid-price, you know, strategy-wise, he's going to be that, That mid-price where you're just thinking, ah, maybe I'm better off with the, you know, just going all cheapies except for my big names. Maybe you're taking a pun on a couple of those mid-price players at a car. Yeah, well, you're going to have to at some stage. Yeah, he could be one. So that'll be an interesting one. Uh, New Zealand, Pete already mentioned Kieran Foran, the only buyer they've got, and therefore the only Supercoach relevant one. Um, Look, he showed some promise at Parramatta after being, you know, irrelevant, really, Supercoach-wise at Manly. Um, but whether we'll see that in New Zealand um, is it something you think we can look at? I mean, I know Chad Townsend two years ago put up some nice numbers. Um, maybe, maybe he follows in the, those
2: footsteps. That is true. But um, as I said before, I think it's still it's too risky for me. I I liked Foran as a player, I, I, manly and Parramatta did some great things. I and mean, as you said, did some really good things. Super coach was. Last year Parry, was basically running the show there and just, you know, he he was just a cut above any other player in the team, I thought. Um, his influence, it all depends. If he gets his head right on the field um, and they're, they're able to gel well with Johnson and the rest of the team, then he could go really, really well. I would just be very, very sus about the first five rounds. And even the Warriors, when they've been successful, usually do well towards the end of the year. It's not um, a consistent year thing.
0: They got a decent start to the year, but maybe for and if he's able to get back to the influence he had prior to last year, when he was at Manly, (coughs) that positive influence is more going to help other players do well, super coach wise, rather than him. So it's one, again, we're going to have to look at closer when those prices come out. Newcastle, Mitch Barnett went up there mid-year, was really, really good. Um, for us, if you'd got him in your lineups, you know, he went from being a bench player that was going to make you some money to a pretty much every week starter. Jamie Brewer is moving up there. Now, he too had some good supercoach uh, weeks for Manly, but I guess, Andrew, rather than sort of going, oh, great, you know, Brewer might be a, a, a selection for the Knights, you're more thinking, oh, that's going to affect Mitch Barnett, because surely Sioni Mattaudi plays on the right edge, although that is Brewer's side, um, but the way he went you know is there no room for Barnett now does he have to move to the middle third and does that affect his super coach numbers
1: oh yeah I mean again with the Newcastle thing it's it's so hard to to give him too many wraps because you know like but that, I mean it does Boy. usually translate you know <laughs> you, you win games and then you, you get points and I know Barnett was a bit of an anomaly there but yeah I, I don't know I'd be steering clear of all of them if I'm honest I mean like you said, Jamie Bure. He, he, I, I actually see him moving to the middle third. I know it's probably not his okay. best position, but I, maybe like a lock. He's you know, yeah, just just for his um experience, I guess, and just you know, a bit of his no nonsense um sort of stuff. So I, I, I could I could see Barnett staying where he is, and, and Bure maybe getting some more minutes in in the middle third at lock. Yeah, uh, <laughs> nice.
0: No, there's a chance I could get less points than last year they win and draw last year i don't know they're going to get two wins to beat that i don't know if they do
1: i mean they've bought for them they've bought okay i mean starling again he manly played wasn't a world beater but you know he he's probably better than what they had and rory costjation as well so But
0: but these are guys that are barely making the sides they've left
1: Exactly, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) I mean, they get a little bit better. uh, Maybe. i don't see you know, they might double their their win tally and get two this this next season. (laughs) All
0: right, let's uh, steer clear of Newcastle and move on to a team
1: that will be... Sorry, Knights fans. Yeah,
0: will be be relevant in uh, 2017 for your Supercoach lineup, and that is, of course, the North Queensland Cowboys. Um, Ben Hampton, really the only name of any relevance... um, to talk about Ryan, it looks like he's merely depth. I know a couple of years ago we sort of talked him up, saying maybe he could be something. Is there any way that this happens? Is it really just a case of North Queensland, you know, the guys that did it last year? Um, I
3: think it's more the guys that did it last year.
0: To be brutally honest,
3: um, they like you know the quality that they that they give. Um, You know, and everyone knows what they can do. Everyone knows that that that's the guy that, um, you know, you know who the guys are, and that's JT. Um, And Michael Morgan, to a lesser extent, uh, really where it um, comes from, and plus their forwards are really, really good. Um, Does anyone know where Ben Hampton would end up playing?
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. He's been a utility player, so he'd have to almost take Rory Kostiason's role, wouldn't he?
3: Well, yeah, and if that's the case, then I don't think that he'll be he'll have much impact. I might be wrong, and he might be might be a revelation, of uh, you know, in that in that utility spot. But it's it's hard to think of where he's going to fit in and who he's going to push out.
0: He he's not um, going to play eighty minutes at hooker if Granville goes down. Whereas, because Jason could, Yep. so they're still going to be yep. calling on you know a guy like Ray Thompson, I assume, if yeah, if Granville look, goes. Down. I, I think
3: the tried and true North Queensland. Cowboy players um, are a much better bet than um, Ben Hampton.
0: Parramatta have got some interesting buys. Um, Nathan Brown's probably the main one there. George Jennings comes over from Penrith, maybe at the right price, could be considered. And also uh, CSO Avave from Manly. Now, Brown was solid for Souths. Uh, maybe he needs a bit more game time. It was hard for him to get that in that loaded pack with the three Burgess boys. And Vave also had some moments for Manly, some good games. Um, Pete, can they get the consistency up, those two, to become some potential genuine supercoach options? I mean, Parramatta, you know, they need middle third players, so if they perform, they'll get the game time, as we saw from Daniel Alvaro last year. And, of course, the Eels have a great buy draw So maybe we're looking at this one a little bit closer than some of the other teams and two players that maybe could be on our radar.
2: Yeah, I think they're both players that um, that have a lot of talent and and get some decent points, super coach wise. Um, Like, you I was impressed with uh, Nathan Brown at Souths last year. Um, I was a little bit surprised that he left actually, or that they let him go. I'm not sure what the reason was there, whether it was money, what it was, but um, he didn't get a lot of. His name wasn't Burgess.
0: Yeah, well, that was it because he he was one often their best or second best forward, and yet he. He didn't get a lot of starts. He still was off the bench a lot, so I wonder if that played a factor.
2: Yeah, uh, maybe so. He also had a little bit of not quite niggle, but a little bit too much aggro in his game at times, and so maybe that might have cost him. If he gets that out of his game, I think um, there's definitely a spot there for him at Parramatta and, and to get a lot of get a lot of minutes. But uh, I think he'd be a great forward leader for them there. So yeah, I definitely think he'd be getting up in the Super Coach points and obviously time on the field. Barbe, uh, yeah, I remember, I think, when he made his debut. I have memories of him scoring a couple of tries in one game last year, I think, off the bench and, and looking really good. Um, so, yeah, once again, I think that Parramatta bought well there and I think he could be well up in the super coach points as well. But out of the two, I think I would go with uh, Nathan Brown out of the two of them. But, yeah, I think Barbe I certainly also won the watch.
0: There's no doubt no. The, the Eels, you know, we we look a little bit closer at those sort of... Players and they're the two, to me, that stand out. I mean, the Kurosami Alvaha, um, you know, they've also picked up Josh Hoffman, but probably they're not. Will Smith has had some good Supercoach games, you know. They've picked up a lot of players, but whether if those two got the opportunity, they're probably the ones that could break out the most. Um, Penrith, Chris Griesmull already went there mid-season. James Taumo is heading there. The interesting one, Andrew, is Jed Cartwright, cousin of. Bryce, um, son of John Cartwright, coming over from the Gold Coast, you know, they didn't want to let him go. Again, it's on pedigree only, but could he be worth a bench stash?
1: I'm not too sure. I mean, I don't think he... he, I mean, now that Chris Grishmore's been released, hasn't he? So he might actually get a a bench, bench, uh, but I don't don't think he'll... Feature too much in the early games. Maybe if there's an injury, he'd be worth a look. But like I said, I don't think he, he'll he'll. Uh, they've been building a little while, Penrith, and I think they're gonna they're gonna try and strike this year. So I just think uh, I think their their lineup's pretty locked in. Uh, you know, uh, barring injuries, I just think um does I don't
0: t- think he'll does become super catch relevant? He was always he always did well for the Cowboys, but not quite well enough to have him in your lineup. Does it change there? I mean, Merrin took a took a step forward going there.
1: Yeah, I'm not too sure. I think I think Merrin again is you know he, he was always pretty consistent yeah. and pretty, you know always had a good game in him the game, at, at the and, Saints and the game time. But he
0: has more game time.
1: That's right. So I, I just don't think Tamal again will be a relevant super coach. Um, he. You know, I don't think he plays enough minutes for for yeah. how fit he is and how how fit. Oh, sorry. How fit he, he can be? I just, yeah, I reckon he could play more minutes, and for that, I don't, I don't think he, um, he's relevant.
0: All right, Souths, uh, another Jillick's brother coming from Penrith, going to South is in Robert Jennings, Robbie Rocco is also going there. It's an interesting one, and of course Robbie Farrah. Ryan. Um, I guess, the question is the you know, X Tigers, Farrah, can he regain some Super Coach relevance with this club change? But we should also talk about Robbie Rocco because he's been a sneaky. Uh, Good performer over the years to be coach wise when not injured, which unfortunately for him has happened all too often in the past few years,
3: yeah, look, I think he can um that's Robbie farrow I'm talking about at the moment, um not to the extent that he was because he's not going to get as much game time because well, he's older now um, and they clearly want to use him you know in that in that role um, as for Robbie Rocker. He's um, yeah, he is a good player and he does score some good super super coach points, as you said, when he's actually in the team. Um, so hopefully he has a change of luck, um, because he would be a decent price. I would I would wager as well. Um, maybe a guy that you can yeah chuck in there and one of those things where you might uh, wait to see how he goes and either um you know offload him or um you know or he might just add up. Uh, as one of the uh, you know one of well, those cheap good buys, um, years early ago,
0: in year. he added up week on week, just kept going up. Yeah, and just quietly, that's three dudes named Robert or Robbie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what are South's uh, doing there, the Robbies, not the Rabbit but the Robbios. <laughs> Very good, uh, Saint George, <laughs> Saint <laughs> George <laughs> Illawarra, moving right along. Tarek Sims, of course, went there mid-season. Um, so many mid-season transfers last year. It's quite incredible. wonder if we'll see that again this year. Anyway, Nino McDonald going there. Cameron McGuinness, of course, leaving Souths, and Paul Vaughan from the Raiders. They all come with um, super coach potential, but Pete, I'm afraid to say Mary or Mary McGregor's stifling uh, coaching structure probably puts a real cap on their super coach potential.
2: It's a bit like what Andrew said about the out up- Side backs for the Bulldogs. It's just um, you know they they don't. No one there seems to. There's no individuality. There's no fluency in attack. um, You know, it's just um, it was pretty bad to watch last year. I have to say. Um, Yeah, I honestly can't see many of them scoring big points. Like McKinnis, they the Dragons tried to chase the year before, and he decided to stay with Souths. And, and he, he didn't do a lot of Souths last year. Was in and out of first grade, then. So he, he posted sort of decent.
0: Him. He did always post decent Supercoach scores. I guess with his tackle count and that. When he, but he, I, I don't know if McGuire just because they weren't winning. He kept sort of dumping him and bringing him back. Yeah, him. but I wonder he, if he. Well, could, he had could, yeah, Mitch the
2: hooker there, and couldn't make up his mind which one he wanted. was yeah. book on the tennis, I think.
0: I wonder if he'll do better than Mitch um, Ray.
2: He may well do, look, it. it's, it's hard to say. I, like, I think McKinnis is a talented player. Um, and certainly some changes needed to be made around that area, of, you know, the, uh, six, seven and nine. So we've got a, a new nine. The crucial thing here, as you say about other players, uh, like, say, someone like Nene McDonald, who's so good on the high balls, got a couple of tries against the Dragons last year for the Titans at Cogra. Um, is he going to get any ball with with Wood up there and potentially Drew Hutchinson there? Uh, Hutchinson apparently is the endorsed halfback for next year. Um, decent young player that he is, but he doesn't seem to have much um, of a rivalry there, and he's the biggest halfback I've ever seen. So yeah, you got to question yeah, his I, his ability to run. Yeah, up yeah in terms team of the Dragons, oh yeah, I'd be I'd be very, very uh, you know like Brazel would be an obvious one. You know, he's he's gone from strength to strength. Um, they've signed him up for another couple of years, so he should be pretty settled there. Duggan comes back from his injuries all right. Um yeah, then he'd be another good one, but geez, the rest I'd be a bit like Nightingale is missing consistent. Aitken from outside back does does very well, was very solid. And we'll probably come back a bit of play from his uh, from his four nations uh, work for Scotland as well. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it.
0: All right, let's move on to the Roosters. Um, Paul Carter goes there, as does uh, Michael Gordon and Luke Keary. And uh, Andrew, that's an interesting one there because I know Mitch Pearce is there and we saw some, um, you know, interesting players come on as the season progressed last year. Connor Watson probably the main one, Ryan Madison there as well. But maybe Keary gets a chance to be a dominant playmaker and therefore, you know, at least worth a watch.
1: Well oh, I'm not too sure I think there are probably better options out there um I, I do agree that he'll he'll have that number six jersey locked, but I mean it's Mitch Pierce's team, and you know Kiri will be the five eight but I just don't think it'll translate to too many points uh interestingly though they um they, they picked up lamb Knight from the seagulls. I saw him playing a couple of low-grade games he's um very much like Jared Weer Hargrave so he he's worth a watch if you um yeah right. I'm sure he'll 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 get a bit of game time the uh next season. Interesting um
0: thing with Kiri is when Reynolds was out, you know, a lot of sort of pundits saying maybe Kiri can shine, super coach wise, he never did last year. So I mean it could have been the situation at Souths, but it's gotta have you pretty wary. Finally, West Tigers, um Elijah Taylor, another one of those mid season buyers, and of course Jamal Idris, one of the bigger names. Um, signed up in this off-season, Ryan. Really, that's the only name to talk about supercatch-wise, isn't it? I mean, Jamal is going to change the makeup of that outside, you know, backs going from quite small and speedy to to, to a monster. Yeah, that's right. It'll
3: um, He'll <laughs> be definitely the biggest guy out there. Um, I don't – I really just don't know. Um, with Idris, he, clearly, when he's in a good mood and his life's going well, and everything else, yeah, um, he can basically do what he likes on field. Um, it just the thing is, he lets uh, a lot of outside stuff impact. Um, he's admitted that as such, and so obviously the Tigers have, you know, mitigated that by only giving him a year's contract. Um, depending on where he plays, if he does play in the centres like it's suggested.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask, where do you, where do you think... Because, I mean, it was Simona and, and Naguama. that they, they did pretty well. Well,
0: I reckon Naguama would move to the wing because defensively he's not good enough in the centre. He's all defensively. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah. Jamal, was, he, I mean, he's pretty slow. I mean, you get someone, un, you know, quick, you know. Like yeah. It's, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, yeah, that's it, the thing. Can it, Idris step it up and he's going to have to get fit? That's plan, yeah. plan A. It,
3: and do they do they have another guy in the
0: back row who is... You know, he's, yeah. Well, they've let and go, so they're really down to guys like It and you know, <laughs> yeah, Holloway. Like no, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yep, yep, yep. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's <laughs> holes. There's <laughs> holes in that yeah. uh, line.
3: Let's let's talking about the team. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, just, <Idris>, depending <laughs> on his price, I think it would probably be a um, decent, possibly a decent grab. It really just depends. He's really a gamble.
0: Yeah, and, and they have a history, a recent history the Supercoach powers it be of overpricing English players and and for some good reason, you saw how good Elliot Whitehead was last year and, and that, but yeah that's going to be a tough one. Guys we've reached the end of the show, it's been a good one off season one and of course as I mentioned earlier, we're going to do those pre-season ones? Once the prices are come out, it'll be easier to talk about those other players. That at the moment is mere speculation at what cost they are. But it has been interesting to to go through the draw, etc., and those player movements. With you, Pete. Thank you very much, and we'll see you in the new year. Merry Christmas, happy new year.
2: Yeah, you too, Paul. Hope um, Santa Claus brings you and your West Tigers all you need for next year.
0: Yeah, well, Jamal was a nice start. Nice start for yeah. present. Andrew, thank you very much. And I mean, I, I guess, the, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. But as as Pete said, you know, you, your boys look like they're on, on a roll. I mean, that is a Christmas present in itself.
1: Yeah, I mean, full of hope for next year. That's all we can do.
0: <laughs> and Ryan, thank you very much. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We'll talk to you in January. And hopefully our boys are, are hitting the ground running. Yeah, no no worries at all. We'll see what happens. All right, and don't forget, uh, follow us on Twitter at SupercoachPros. We are the Supercoach Professionals. This is the Roundtable Podcast off-season edition. I am Paul Grisadka, otherwise known as Paulie G. Thank you, and uh, we'll talk to you again in the new year. In the meantime, have happy holidays, happy new year, and we'll see you in 2017. Bye for now.